Yo, man, my label mate, Don Newkirk, man, step to him. Thanks, Search. And now, for the Prime Minister. Now, I had to go way back in the time, in the time machine here, bring some good music, because this will be a different show. So, welcome to the Walker AC Experience slash, yeah, I got nothing show slash... The two old, uh, yeah, okay, I'll cuss. The two old fuck show. I am Adrian. Welcome back to this week for the week of April 27th in the year 2020. Welcome to the show. We uh, also like to thank Podbean.com for hosting this show once again. And also, you can find me on uh, WalkerAC76.Podbean.com. That's WalkerAC76.Podbean.com. You can always find me on Instagram under WalkerAC Experience. It's all one word. Also, you can find me on YouTube under Walker Space AC. That's where you find all the older shows of the I Got Nothing show, the Walker AC Experience, the Henry O Podcast show, also some animation, also the good roots of where the show first started. We are also moving finally over to Daily Motion. So once we get everything that ready, I shall shamelessly plug the Daily Motion show because we are done with YouTube, nanny nanny boo boo. So we do apologize for last week because of reasons so to make it up for you we're having a double header today we are going to be talking a lot about a couple different things mainly comics and comic books i know nil about the subject so i will turn it over to first my best friend in the whole entire world hopefully he still feels that way after our, all of our conversations welcome mike to the show hey mike how's it going good and real quick fun fact um great opening by the way god i love him this third day um <laughs> are you familiar with are you familiar with MF Doom? No, I'm not. The rapper. Okay. So, if you ever get curious, go look for some of his stuff. He's pretty good. And then bear in mind that the guest cameo from Zeb Love X on that very song is the same person. Really? Yes. Hmm. Zeb Love X equals MF Doom. Okay, I'll definitely add that. I'll definitely add that to YouTube list for me. So that works. And also, I would like to introduce a comedian, a host, a world traveler, an entrepreneur of good stuff. I would like to welcome my dear sister, my friend, and yours, Ann Walker. Hey, Ann, how's it going? It is going well. How's it going with you? It is going very well. Speak up just a titch, and I'm glad you're doing well. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad perfect. you're doing well. So hold on, turn up the volume a bit here. Okay. <laughs> so why are you doing that? A couple weeks ago, as a brief little rehash here, I had my sister on the show talking about her life and whatnot in New York, and I had my bestie on, Mr. Mike, who did not really tell the people that we're still best friends. And uh, we had to talk about music and stuff like that going on. So I figured I'd bring them both on the show to talk about their love of comics. During most of this conversation, I will stand back and let them two go at it because they haven't spoken for a while. They have a great love of music together, especially. Uh, so I'll start off with you, Mr. Mike. I know we spoke before the show, talked about your day and everything. Um, tell me about your love of comics. First of all, we are still best friends. Knock it the hell off. Um, <laughs> comics is learned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, you goddammit. All right. But no, the comics thing started off kind of early. Um, 
the first thing I remember really getting into, which I happily passed along to my youngest daughter now. That's one of my proudest achievements. And I have the book, the collection, the old, it's an old black and white newsprint kind of thing. One of the cheapo versions, but I don't care. I still have it. The Trial of Barry Allen. It was the end, or led up to the end of the first Flash series, which, I mean, we're talking the 80s, but at that time, this was a big deal because that first Flash series had been going on about 20, 30 years. And this is where they ended it. And that was the first thing I remember as a kid getting into. And then from there, it kind of went... It's, it's one of those things where you see the one thing and you really get into it, but then you see this other thing, and it's just, okay, now I'm officially in love. So that second, now I'm officially in love thing, was the X-Men. Oh, oh you're speaking my language. <laughs> Dude, yes, say it. Say those words. Yeah, because that... And that was coming up on, oh, what is she with that around? 200, I think. The Trial of Magneto. There's a whole thing with trials here. I never even noticed this before, but apparently that's a running theme. Go figure. <laughs> but yeah, it was issue 200, The Trial of Magneto, when Fenris got involved. And Magneto was kind of turning into a good guy at that point. And I think that's kind of what got me into that, was like, seeing a villain kind of turn over a new leaf instead of just being the mustache twirling patty kind yeah. of was like whoa and that's I think about what kind of what pulled me in about the X-Men because Claremont could write man and I love John Romita Jr. as an artist to this day I know a lot of people have kind of fallen out of favor with him but not me I did meet some Jr. Jr. and Claremont. That was just that. That is still a dream team to me. I still love to see them do something together, but we'll see. So, 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 so let me fire the question back to you know back at you, Ann. You know, what yeah. was your first love of comics, and how did you get into it? I got into it through Uncle Michael, actually, um, because he kind of had this love of superheroes. He would draw Spider-Man and Superman and stuff. And uh, so I was like, yo, Spider-Man was my first. I could not get into Superman. Couldn't do it, sorry, it was, it was whatever. <laughs> I'm like, don't understand the underwear on the outside thing, whatever. But um, Batman was in the next, and X-Men. It was like all day, every day, you know? Because I felt like Stan Lee hit like something personal right there. I was like, I'm a teenager, I totally understand. I don't fit in, oh my gosh, yes, I have mutant powers. They just don't understand. <laughs> and now, so, so, of course, I built up you guys' love of comics. So, what was your first, you know, you know, expenditure on comic books? Like, what was the first comic book you bought? And I'll go, Mr. Mike, on this one. Oh crap! I can't remember. <laughs> Simply because I used to go like the Jiffy store, have them for seventy-five cents on the rack. So, come allowance time, I take the trip up there once a week and just, you know grab up whatever frickin' five bucks could get me, or ten bucks, whatever. I think it was five a week we were getting. This is the 80, okay? Adjust for inflation. Leave me alone. <laughs> I think it was like five a week. So, 
I'm picking up, what, five or six at a time? I can't remember what the first, it was somewhere in there, I can tell you that much. And I did the same thing when I'd go up north and spend summers with my dad in Baltimore, the same damn thing would happen. Only instead of a jiffy, it was a 7-Eleven. But I would go while he was at work, I'd walk up to 7-Eleven and hit her rack too. I, you know, I couldn't tell you what the first single book would have been, I had no idea. I can tell you what my first graphic novel was, All right. or trade paperback if you want, you know, if we're using the correct terms, because, <laughs> yeah, my first, what the kids call graphic novel now, was what we know as a trade paperback, where you're taking all the issues of a story or a series and you're putting them all in one volume. For me, that was The Dark Knight Returns. Really? which I have in some way, shape, or form. I have about three copies of somehow on my bookshelf. <laughs> one, that's, one that's worn out that I refuse to get rid of. One that I had that I had to buy as a replacement if I wanted to keep reading it, and I did. And then the third one is in a leather-bound volume called The Complete Frank Miller Batman, which now it no longer is. But it's, yeah, it's a leather, it's a hard, it's a leather-bound hardback that has, and it's an older one, because he's done some more stuff since then, but it's basically, in chronological order, it's Batman's story. So it's Batman, year one, a single-issue one called Silent Night, Deadly Night, a Christmas story, and then The Dark Knight Returns, all collected in this leather hardback. Wow. Uh, what about you, dear sis? I'm jealous right now. I'm just... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm good. All right, sorry, moving on. Me, okay, does it have to be a superhero comic, or does it have any comic at all? Uh, well, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really... My vote is the first one, period. Because there's a lot of crap I read that ain't superhero stuff, so no, <laughs> let her rip. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking... Oh, back in my day, I might show my age a little, but... Um, the uh, Archie comics because uh, I think my mom had got mom had got me hooked on Archie comics or whatever and they actually still had some uh, around by the school I went to and I was like ah you're cool yeah and that's well, what, on. I used to the little digest in the like grocery stores and stuff yeah yep oh yeah <laughs> I totally tore through those <laughs> I love those things yep like I, I remember the new comics too yeah, I guess, you know what? I might have to go back. That might be the first one. Because I remember now, like, we go grocery shopping every like It was a tradition. It was a family thing. We'd go out to dinner, then grocery shopping every Friday night. Mm-hmm. We went grocery shopping where my mom worked at Goodings. When wow. they're actually a chain instead of just the one left near Disney. <laughs> and I would just, I'd go over to the magazine rack and be like, I'm just going to stay right here. And they'd be like, okay. You know, you could do that back then because people were trustworthy. It was mom's store. They all knew her. They all knew me. They just left me alone. I just sat there and read for like the hour, hour and a half, whatever it took them. And half the time, yeah, I'm picking the Archie Digest off the rack and taking them back there with me and reading through some Archie. Yeah. So so that might be, I never bought any of them because, I mean, it was, like I said, I'd sit there for an hour and read, so it's probably like a library just. Uh-huh. I guess, even though I probably shouldn't have, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Those are probably the 
probably the first ones I can remember reading, I think. Reading, yeah. Buying, that I, did you guys say reading or buying? Because I remember reading those, but... Uh, Same thing. Yeah, I was thinking about buying actually, you know. But 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 really piggyback on what he said, um, and this question will go to Anne, and then I'll transition over to Mike. What 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 comic book that you read that really got you? You know, that really made you open your eyes and go, okay, this is what I'm going to buy moving forward, or this is what I'm interested in. This one, this was this is something I'm going to look for. Mm. I'm going to say X Why is that? I started reading that comic, um, and it just fascinated me, first off, the artwork and then the diversity of the characters, you know, and just what they could do as a team. I was like, yo, because I was always like the oddball kid, <laughs> oddball kid, you know, and uh, I'd run up in a tree and read a book, you know, I looked at the world, I guess, through whatever lens, and mom was like, they're always naive, but uh, that's because I was always reading books, you know. And that just took me to like a completely different place. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you can completely imagine this stuff. And these people have powers. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, that's what it is. It was just, it fascinated me. It just fascinated, the imagination fascinated me, you know. And the same question goes to you, bro. I think, I think for me, it was kind of getting not very far but kind of far away from the superhero genre, per se. I kind of went the other way. So there was, and this I remember, and I, this I have on my shelf too, and because it, it blew my mind so much I had to have it. There was a crossover with Comico in DC. It was Batman and Grendel. And I never heard of Grendel. Well, I mean, I've heard vaguely heard of friends and this isn't like the Grendel Beowulf the old you know epic novel no. mm -hmm. this is a little bit of inspiration taken from that but definitely something a little bit different and it was it was a two-parter Devil's Riddle and Devil's Dance I'm like because I'm all about some Batman and I could have I mean you know it could have been Batman it could have been a Batman between the crossover like with fucking Play-Doh I'd have been like <laughs> sure I'm curious enough I'll read it so this Grendel thing, oh my God, and oh my Lord, mind blowing. This, I have to say, this iteration of Grendel, because I'll get into the whole thing here in a second, Hunter Rose was the character, and it basically, he was, I mean, as a very, very simple archetype, he's the anti-spec. He's very rich, he's very young. He adopted a little girl that was left alone. But by night, he puts on his black suit and his mask and he is a crime lord terrorizing New York City. That nobody can fuck with because he's that ruthless and that intelligent and that evil. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And it helped that the dude that wrote and drew the book, Matt Wagner's a bloody genius. That's the one that blew my mind. So I went more, I'm like, okay, I gotta see, I gotta get more into this Grendel stuff. And come to find out, it's a whole launching pad of this whole world where, put it this way, 500 years in the future, Grendel is an army. Hmm. That is what they call the armed forces 
of the ruler of planet Earth. Same face mask design. They are the Grendel. The Grendel and the Grendel Khan is the king, Jupiter Asante. And it gets how he gets there. It's so imaginative, and nothing I would have ever, ever. I couldn't even come close to coming up with something like that. I can't imagine that somebody else could. But it, it, it amazed me. And I think that's kind of why I started going after like non-superhero stuff, like your preacher, your Sin City. All that stuff sitting on my bookshelf too. I love all that. And yeah, so I think that's where that point came for me was to see that there's more. And don't get me wrong, I love me some superheroes. And and I, and I'll take this opportunity. And I love you. And I ain't mad. <laughs> but Superman is my favorite. Always has been. Always that's, will be. I am not taking it personal. That's all you. <laughs> Fair enough. He, I just, Batman, I feel like, and it's not even because, like, it, the Joker, I feel like, is more, but the the villains aren't really villains to me for Superman. You know what sure. I mean? Okay, Fine, I feel yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, it's like he's Batman light. That's, <laughs> no, that's why, you know. And that's why I'm not mad. You know, I get, you know, more, I understand more people gravitate toward Batman and that whole circle. And I completely, I even understand why. Is to me, it's the idea that Superman is an ideal. Somebody with all this power, and what does he choose to do with it? As good as he can, while being as human as he can. That's the kind of thing that to me, deep down, in a perfect world, we would all want to be. He is the absolutely respect to me, and that's why he's my favorite. I respect that absolutely. <laughs> and now, and I do have a question for you guys. We're going to bounce around a little bit, you know, because I know you know some people are short on time and whatnot. So I know we can get on this. For, Sorry. No, it's <laughs> no, it's okay. I know we can get on this for hours, but I'm, I'm going to jump around a bit. So I'm going to start with you, Ann, and I'm going to ask you. You know, how do you feel about, about the interpretation when it comes from comic book to movies? You know, I'll ask you, and then we'll bounce it back to Mike. Hmm. It's not going to be the same. There's just, from, from a comic book to a movie, they've, they've tried with Spider-Man, and in my opinion, I'm not even a huge Spider-Man fan. But I definitely prefer that comic book over the movies. I think they did... I couldn't even tell you how many, to be honest. But if you're going to do that many, I mean, make at least a couple of them good. One of them, I think, out of four, or two, maybe out of four, or five, or whatever. I like the, the what do you call it? The cartoon one? But the live action ones just don't, it's, it's hard to reproduce. For the record, they're up to seven live action. Oh, my. Wow, why? <laughs> why? And then that's with any superhero. You know what I mean? If you, if all these movies, there's movies and movies and movies, live action is not going to be the same as animation in any form. It's just not. Or print. Yeah. It's, I mean, just the, the short version, not to lure everybody with the, oh, here's how much I know about comic books and movies, because I hear that all the time and it bores me half to death. But short story, the first three were the same Raimi ones that progressively got worse. 
And then Sony, for some reason, decided we need to start over. So they did. There were two more. And then the last two were Marvel finally got their hands on them and were like, hey, we can put them in the Avengers series now. Let's hurry up and do that. So they did. So there's your seven. <laughs> I didn't mind the kid in the Avengers movie, but I felt like, okay, it's kind of like, I don't know. It just To me, it was like, it wasn't a whole Spider-Man movie, so it's okay that he meshed in there because Thor had his own movie. Everybody had their own movie at this point, too. You know? So it wasn't so bad in being there. But as a main character and having his own movie, it is not the comic book wins, hands down. Hands down. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at a point now. I used to be one of the ones where if it wasn't, you know, if what I saw on the screen wasn't faithful to what I read, I'd be all pissed off and point out how they did this wrong and this should have been that one of the comics. This is what really happened. No. <laughs> but no, you're, 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 you're totally right. It's, it's not going to be the same from page. It's not. It don't matter if it's a comic book. It don't matter if it's a novel. It don't matter what you're adapting. Yep, those mediums have enough of a difference just where those changes are going to have to be made. Like, case in point, would I love to see Galactus proper up on a big screen? Of course I would. <laughs> Do I understand that most of your movie-going audience is going to see a gigantic dude with a super big purple helmet with a funky design and laugh themselves out of the theater? Yes, I do. <laughs> I totally get that as well. It's just, it, it's just how it is. So be it. Like, I'm at a point now where if I recognize an actual comic story being used in any way, shape, or form in a movie, I'm ecstatic. Like, I think the most fun I've had recently was my kids went and saw, um, which one was it? Infinity War? Is that the first of the two-parter with the Avengers? Okay. Yeah, I mean, half of everybody, the one half of everybody got snapped out of existence. I believe that was Infinity War, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. So my kids went and saw that, and they're like, oh my God, we can't tell you what happened, but oh my God, oh my God, you're not going to, oh my God, you're not going to believe it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, do me a favor. Don't confirm if I'm right or wrong. Okay. But I just want to show you this. I pulled Infinity Gauntlet off the bookshelf. Went about maybe an eighth of the way in. Where, okay, folks, if you haven't seen the Avengers movie yet, I'm about to get into spoilers. I'm sorry. No, 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 not you. I'm talking about people listening. Sorry, Paul. Deal. Nope. (laughs) So I turned about an eighth of the way into Infinity Gauntlet where he does the exact same thing. He has all six of them. And he snaps his hands. Half of existence is gone. I just showed my kids those two pages. I'm just like, here, read that. Don't tell me if I'm right or wrong. Just read it. <laughs> and they did. And they kind of looked at me like, oh, now I get it. And that was all I needed to know. I'm like, okay. They're doing Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet, which means in the second movie, everybody's going to come back. So I guess yeah. watch everybody lose their minds when, oh my God, they killed us. Spider-Man. It was so... Because I actually read the shit, I kind of saw this coming. But that made me happy that they actually took from the source material. I was, like, if they even borrowed from it at this point, I'm thrilled. Because we made it. Yeah. Yeah, because we've gotten to a point that it's just, 
they're just going to take the characters, they're just going to take the basics, and they're going to do whatever makes a good screen story, which, depending on, is fine. You know? Mm-hmm. If, if it's done well enough, it doesn't have to be based on the best book I've ever read. It doesn't have to be based on any book if you do it right. Right. But if you're so far off, you're just like, come on. Yeah. All right, so... Yeah, so and then there have been a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, and then on the other side of the coin, you have your Ben Affleck Daredevil, which literally put me to sleep. <laughs> I still haven't no. seen the last two-thirds of that movie because I was out cold. And I figure if it's going to put me to sleep once, I don't see the point going back and trying again unless I... <laughs> You know, I look forward to pay for a nap. Insomnia, but then, quite honestly, that's what Coldplay is for. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you rule the world. All right, so let me. <laughs> sorry, let me let me get myself together here. Let, let me let me pose another question here. Okay, once again, I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Um, so we're gonna go we're gonna go from comics to movies, to music, and we're going to turn right back around. We're, 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 we're making another another lap around the bend here. Uh, you know, I know Mike. I know Mike introduced us to mashups, and I know Mike's oh. Mike's deep, deep passion for music. So let's touch on Anne's deep, deep passion for music also. So just like I asked uh, Mike a couple weeks ago, his top five of music artists. Let me hear your top five, Anne, and why. And you know, and you know, okay. and, you, and you guys can go back and forth, pretty much, you know, like you know, pretty much comparing and contrasting, you know, your musical tastes and your musical passions. I'll step back a sec. Um, specific artists or just genres? Got I, it. I, 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 I would say artists. Okay. Um, definitely Michael Jackson. Uh, hands down. I don't care what people say. I don't care what they say about us. Um, because he. Okay, first of all, I had a crush on him, let's be honest. Ugh. I loved his voice. I loved the way he moved. It was just entertainment 360, and I was like, wow. So, yeah, and plus I had a crush on him. I had his poster on my wall. I wasn't playing. I kissed the poster. I was in love with Michael Jackson. That was my life. Um, and then, it was pretty to stop you. Sorry, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Just yeah. because I'm curious. Go on. My answer is a little bit different than normal folks, so I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite Michael Jackson video? Wow. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I don't even have to think about my answer. No, no, no. It's not one I think that people normally pull out there. That's why I'm curious to hear yours. Okay. Of the ones that I've seen, because he's done a lot, and... <sighs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, I want to say Billie Jean because I've done Billie Jean impersonations and just for that reason alone, but it's... No, no, no. The Earth Song. I like Earth Song. Okay. See, that's a video I don't think I've seen. Mine is Remember the Time. Too. I like Earth Song, but yeah, mine is Remember the Time. My mom loves that one, too. Huh? My mom loves that one, too. What, album? No, 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 the video. Oh. Uh, directed by John Singleton. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Zeus, Tiny Lister, was like the pharaoh. Yep. And 
Jackson was like the Egyptian kind of cat character that kind of stole the Pharaoh's girl. If I remember, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. But I remember the Egyptian imagery and how much I love that song. And the dance number in the middle is pretty darn cool. But yeah, that's probably my favorite one, as I remember, as I remember the time. And Eddie Murphy was in that one, too. Naomi Campbell, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yes, that's right. That's it. Yeah. Um, you guys are forgetting, um, also, a basketball player was in it, too. Oh, Magic Johnson, wasn't he? Yep. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> so, that's right. Magic Johnson was in that. So, so what, what's your second one, Ann? Oh, Prince, by far. Word. He, his music, I mean... I could just turn off the lights and close my eyes and I'm just everywhere. He is just, it just, and, and he, the way he plays the guitar and just, I don't know, his voice is just, I don't know, it's just everything about the way he sings and the way he presents himself through his music. I could just, I'm there, you know. Plus, I had a poster him on the wall. That's not the point, but <laughs> some of my favorite songs of his are the obscure ones, like the B-sides. Yeah. Okay, now you're talking my language. What's the name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 17 days. What's that number? Merry Christmas. Seven. Seven. Seven's my joke. But is it? Not Thieves in the Temple. I just. So many. So many. And plus the mainstream that's a given, but the ones that you, you know, Graffiti Bridge, Paisley Park. Yeah. You know, the Cherry Moon. I can go on. I'm shutting up. But that's a hollow. Oh, I smile. Just smile. What you die for? Okay. If you've never heard it, remind me to send you. I'm at the size on YouTube. It might be a little bit tough. Have you heard Living Colors version of 17 Days? No. I love Living really cool. Well, that it was a hidden. It was a hidden track on their third album, Stain, and not every pressing of it had it on there. Only some. Okay. I think they finally put it out again years later on some kind of compilation over in Japan or some such. But it's out there. And it's really cool. <laughs> okay, run that by me again. I was talking too much while you were talking, and I apologize. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm saying Living Colors version of 17 Days. Okay. Send it out there. It's okay. not easy to find, but it's out there. But it's worth it if you do, because it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I will be on the lookout. Okay. okay, what you got for number three? Mm. All time, all time, all time, all time. Patty LaBelle, dude. Come on. That lady just, her whole mood, her whole vibe is her music. When, this is what it is, when people embody music, you know, and you're just like, I feel it with you. And you take me, when you take me with you, I feel it. That's like, just immeasurable. It's, it's dope, you know. Um, plus, I love international music. And if you've never heard of this guy, uh, Stromae, he's a French artist, amazing. Um, I can't remember. I was like, there's a Spanish artist, and I can't. Juanes. He has this song, Bonito. 
and it's just everything. <laughs> he literally says everything that I see and that I touch and that I taste that's around me is beautiful and you like. And the video is funny, so it's pretty cool. Anyway. Yes, and what you have for number four? <laughs> I'm testing you here. I see this. I see what you're doing. <laughs> uh, hmm. Why do taste so hard? You use my brains. <laughs> see, I definitely put you on the spot. Let's see. Also, I like any other time, I'd be like, blah, bam, boom, bam. Like, ooh, people, music, um, so much overload. Well, here, if it makes you, uh, makes you, makes you feel any better, uh, why are you thinking about number four and five? Uh, I'll chip in a few. And, and, and of course, Mike, and of course, Mike, if you want to pipe in and uh, help me out here a little bit, uh, mine is KLF. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that was our yeah. Because <laughs> it's 3 a.m. somewhere. Uh, I figure. The artist, the I, artist formerly known as the Time Wart. <laughs> As, as, as you know, I, I really forgot. I forgot to throw that in a little bit. Um, also, uh, Snake River Conspiracy. Oh my lord! Oh my lord! Uh huh. You're Crazy welcome. People. <laughs> my wife isn't that far away from me. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Uh, Sounds personal. Well, I mean, for those of you who do not know, Snake River Conspiracy is a band uh, that has a female singer. She is amazing. She did the cover. She did the cover of uh, "Always Love You" by The Cure. Um, uh, she did a house singer. Female singer. Yeah, female singer. Female singer and hot topic model. I did not know that. Wow. Yep. I knew. Yes, she was. I have to go look that up later. She models. If you went through a catalog or online looking at stuff. At one time, she was one of the models that you saw their shirts on. Wow. I have to go back and look at that one. So there's KLF, Snake River Conspiracy. Also, a, a group called Rasputina, which I recommend as well. Uh, Rasputina. I remember Rasputina. Yeah, older, older, older. Yeah, they did a song called Transylvania uh, Concubine. The producer was Marilyn Manson. Uh, they work mainly yeah. with violins and cellos and stuff like that. They are amazing. Uh, it's a group of uh, three women. Now, Ann, you got your last two figured out, or should I keep on going? I got one of them figured out, and I'm just going to cover a whole era here, the <laughs> 80s. Um, <laughs> just have to. There's not one. It's too many. Um, and you mentioned The Cure. That's what brought that up, because, yo... I remember I was in Japan when The Cure came out, and well, I was listening to The Cure in Depeche Mode. I was like, oh, the Culture Club, and I'm like, oh, and then, like you were saying, um, ah, the guys who made Cult of Personality, you just said their name, Living Color. Thank you, Living Color. That was my jam, and to see a dude was like, I just, that, that mohawk, that braided mohawk just was everything to me. I was like, that right there, oh, I want to rock it so hard. Um, and yeah, never mind, because Bjork was part of that thing too. I'm sure she hadn't brought her up, but if you didn't mean spoiler for you, if you were. I'm not bad at all. So, Mike, what I'm gonna do for you for the last for, for, for the last part of the show? I know it's a pretty quick show. We need to do another part of it. But for the last bit of the show, yeah, no. uh, I would like you to ask Anne a few questions about music. You know, because once again, um, compared to you guys, my music knowledge is kind of limited. So, Mike, I'll give you the, I'll give you the floor for for a bit. Okay, I'm going to go back a bit to 
Depeche Mode, The Cure, Duran Duran, Living Colors, all that stuff. Have you ever seen any of them live? I... I haven't. I saw the Guns N' Roses live, but I haven't seen... Yeah. No, that's, I haven't seen any of them either. I've seen Guns N' Roses on my first show. Them and the Talent of the Citrus Ball. But... Yeah. But no, I have a nerve, like, I have a short list of people I have not seen live yet that I want to. All four of them are on All four. I haven't seen any of them yet. So, yeah, I'm absolutely dying to. So, you talked about the braided mohawk. I'm assuming Corey Glover, the lead singer of Living Color. Yes. Does that son of a bitch have a set of pipes on him or what? Man, listen, he was a good personality. <laughs> that was no bullshit. That was just... Yeah, but I just... I don't... I would probably... He's probably... They're just rock and roll singers, not vocalists, because there's a different category for that. <laughs> that there's, there's a stark difference between a vocalist and a singer. <laughs> there's a vocalist that I love. <laughs> Because I'm a metalhead. So, yeah, there's some vocalists that I love. But singers, straight singers, I would put Corey Glover probably in the top five in rock and roll. Yes, beautiful voice, because he didn't have to scream, she just brought it out there. Yeah. He, dude, which by the way, next time you check your Facebook, um, I found that cover of 17 Days on YouTube. Oh, sweet. I'm also going to send you another one that they did, and this is recent, this is like three years old. Because yeah, they're still around kicking shit. Um, <laughs> Notorious B.I.G.'s Who Shot Ya. And, oh my, man. I put it this way, I've never heard that much of Biggie in my life. But when the whole thing was gonna do pop went down, I'm just like, man, either one, I was just what not, I just wasn't that crazy about. They were all right, but I'm like, <laughs> All this hype for, I don't get it. I went back and started listening to his, I went back and started listening to Biggie shit because of the Living Colors version of Who Shot You. Oh, wow. That's how damn good that record is. <laughs> nice, man, nice. <laughs> yeah, that one I'll have to send you to. But, but yeah, he is, Boy okay. Lover to me is one of the top five sing, just pure singers. And rock and roll, period. Ever. He has a nice voice for it. Uh, and so now I'll ask you, my dear sister, as we wrap this up, do you have any questions for Mike about music or comics? Oh, um. As far as genres go, what would be a surprising um, reveal about the type of music that you listen to? Uh, a show tunes count? <laughs> Show to you that's when we count. Okay. Then yeah, that's my answer. Awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. What kind of, I mean, like Broadway? Yeah. Nice. Jesus Christ Superstar, the Broadway version of Tommy, um, Chess. I love Chess. If you heard, I mean, everybody loves, everybody knows and hears and loves One Night in Bangkok. That's what they call a one-hit wonder, which always makes me mad when I hear it. Because it ain't like Murray had made his own album. That was part of the show. 
Kenny is not a one-hit wonder. Knock it the fuck off. He's a Broadway singer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've heard the whole album that came from, I love that show. Um, I'm trying to think of some of my other favorites. Now, now what about Jesus, Jesus Christ Superstar? I mentioned that one. Okay, just I take it. Love some JC Superstar. There's one... It's not a very popular one, because it wasn't a very popular topic in the first place. Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays, the way it plays out, it really wouldn't be. But if you ever come across a show called Assassins, that, either chills or nightmares, probably both. <laughs> it's kind of like the surreal trip, taking a look at every either successful or would-be presidential assassin throughout history. Oh, wow. Starting with Booth, ending with Oswald, and all points in between. That sounds wild. And there is, I'll give you an idea. This, I can't hear this without almost wanting to break down or giving me chills. There's a part near the end. Sorry, I'm going to get a little spoilery, but just to give you an idea. There's a part where Oswald is up in the tower. He's got his gun. He's left his suicide note. And John Wilkes Booth shows up. And starts spouting off all these facts about Oswald. And Oswald's like, who the hell are you? And Booth tells him. And he's like, get a kid out of here. Now you're just, now you're just messing with me. So Booth starts bringing out everybody else. Like Squeaky Frome, Leon Shulgosh. Um, John Hinckley, sorry, he doesn't go up to Oswald, but goes after that. And there's one point where he brings out Hinckley and Booth goes, you know, John, when, when, when Lee Harvey was 10, he had a dog. What was his name? Tex. Start to ask John Hinckley all these questions about Oswald. He's spitting them out like, like, like he knows the stuff like back of his hand. And Booth stops and goes, you know, he's like, in about 20 years from now, Lee, they're going to raid John's park, and you know what they're going to find? Every book on you ever written. Hinkley immediately looks at Oswald and goes, can I have your autograph? Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that kind of shit. Just like, <laughs> no, no, see, that I like. I like something like that. <laughs> now, to, 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 to wrap this up a little bit, I mean, we touched on comics a little bit. Now, any in, any last questions or comments for you know, for Mr. Mike for this particular show about comics? Um, yeah. If you like the Marvel movies and all that DC stuff, go read them and enjoy them. Go figure out why these characters are that popular and that good that they're their own cottage film industry at this point. This is pretty much our... I mean, Japanese, Japan has manga. This is our culture. Batman, Superman, the X-Men, Spider-Man, Avengers, every single bit of that. That is American culture. And it started on a printed page with some of the best writers and artists you're going to find anywhere. If you dig those movies, go find this stuff and read it, is what I would say. Because... If you're just digging on the movies and you love those, you ain't seen shit yet. 
and, and that I agree wholeheartedly agree. You know, you know, I'm not yeah. a big, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the movies. I watched a few of them, but it didn't really hit me as hard. You know, going back and reading the comic books to me are a whole lot better. Um, long story short, I have a good friend of mine, <coughs> Ashley Majestic, um, that she is all about Marvel and DC Universe and various things of that nature, and she's all about the movies. You know, so hopefully as she listens to this, you know, she'll, she'll definitely pick up, pick up the comic books and give them a shot. You know, so we'll definitely speak with her again. But, and what do you got? Um, I agree. And also, it's, it's using your imagination when you read. That's always an element that anything you see on the screen cannot capture. So definitely consider that, even if you don't like to. It's something that you can, especially during right now, you've got time. Use your imagination. See what's actually there and what's beyond there. Get to the story. Get to the backstory. You know, because it's dope. It's just, it's, it's comic books are just dope in the movies. That's <laughs> No doubt. And then, too, like, you're talking about international stuff like manga, or, yeah, manga. I do that, but I like also anime. So, and the cartoon is different than that, too. You know, that's why they need to do different things, I guess. But check out other stuff, too. Not just here, but use your imagination, shit. That's why we're here. Absolutely. And, guys, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, but the clock is striking midnight. I'm about to turn into a pumpkin. So, <laughs> I have to... <laughs> We do have to do this again, all three of us, very soon. And it was great talking to you again. Adrian, my brother, of course. You too. Man, good time Of course. Uh, I, I, I'll let you guys go, and I'll put the cap around the show. I'd like to thank you guys again for joining, as, as always. This show has been criminally short, so we're going to do this again. Uh, I will bid both of you guys adieu, and I'll wrap up the show on my own. Mike, you have a good one as always, brother. Thank you, you too. We'll talk to both of you very soon. All right, and take care. And take take care of my dear sister. Take care, bro. I'll see you. Bye, guys. So that was a a very short, brief show of us. It's part one of the many parts we're going to do with uh, my bestie, Michael Melchor, and my dear sister, Anne. We'd like to thank you guys once again for choosing to download, for choosing to listen, for choosing to partake in the Walker AC experience. We thank you once again. You can always find us under walkerac76.podmean.com. That is walkerac76.podmean.com. Also find me on TikTok, which I forgot to mention, under Walker AC. Instagram, the Walker AC experience. That is Walker AC experience. YouTube, Walker AC. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Listen, laugh, love. Don't take life too seriously because you don't know when it's going to end. Be remembered for being a positive person. Uplift yourself. Evolve yourself. And don't forget to smile. It ain't that bad out there, folks. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you again soon.